Hello? 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 Oh, there you are. Hello, welcome on in. Grant Bozum, future mayor of Bozum, Montana here. How are you doing? We're recording this to you. You know, we're recording this to you on the 29th of July. We would have recorded on the 27th, but we had a blackout. And blackouts are strange because, you know, I always think humanity is going to descend into chaos. You know, like I thought like COVID, I gave us like four weeks. I'm very impressed that you all have like lasted that long. And it's not like the road with like shopping carts and people stabbing each other on the open street. Now, I mean, I'm really impressed. We all made it through COVID alive and sane as a society. But 27 club, you know, 27 is a cool number. There's a lot of people who have died at 27. Some of them are really fun. Some of them have white lighters in their pockets. That's cool. That's pretty cool. You got Jimi Hendrix. You got Jim Morrison. You got the sometimes I go out by myself and I look across the water. Amy Winehouse. Shout out to Amy Winehouse. She also died at 27. And they all die in fun ways. They all die in fun ways. And that's my thing. When you're going out, I want you to die in a fun way. A lot of people, a lot of people are going to die... And terribly boring and kind of monotonous ways. A lot of people are going to die from cancer. Um, my dad didn't, so shout out to my dad. People are going to die from hip problems, you know, cirrhosis. I guess cirrhosis is kind of cool. Cirrhosis is kind of cool. It's kind of like an old, you know, it's kind of like an old drunk thing. But ODs and alcohol poisoning. That's how a lot of cool people die at the 27 Club. There's some also other fucking assholes who died at 27 Club. I bet a lot of people who die from selfies, right? Like, that's like a youth thing. Like, them just looking at their phone all the time, falling off a cliff. That's a very 27 Club thing. And I don't think Jim Morrison would be very happy with that, personally. Personally. He'd tell him to ride the snake. So, yeah, 27 Club. I think a lot of people of you guys could join it. My thing is a lot of people feel sad. I know I've talked to a lot of friends, you know. Well, you know, I've had some friends younger than 27 commit suicide. And I think the thing is, I want all of you to at least wait to 27 and really, really put that time into yourself. You know, we'll definitely live longer than them. But if you need to, and life's so unbearable, try to make it 27. At least you get to join a cool club with white lighters in their pockets. You know, you even look like a few. Look like an old, you look like an old Jim Morrison. You don't look like a hot young Jim Morrison. You look like an old... Like ride the snake, beer belly, L.A. woman, Morrison. That's fine. That's the most talented. You know, there's like an inverse relationship between beauty and talent. And you're there, baby. You got a lot of talent. And you have talent, too. And you need someone to manage you. And here's why. You look at, you look at some of the most talented people. Jimi Hendrix in the 27 Club. Jimi Hendrix. Jim Morrison. Amy Winehouse. All had great talent and how are they remembered for their great talent they're not remembered for the drug ods and not remembered for saliva coming out of their mouth as it's the final moments and it's because they had good pr people you know who didn't have a good pr person jesus here's how you know everybody remembers jesus for being his worst moment nailed to a piece of wood for three days bugs picking at him and to his left and his right it's just Two guys he doesn't care to have a conversation with anymore. You ever just like in a conversation with someone and you're like, oh my God, can we please get out of this? That is his worst moment. He is stuck there for three days with these boring nonsensical, could you look at the weather? 
instead, instead they could look at his best moment. His best moments. He's got a lot. He's got a lot, man. Right? Like he walked on water and he turned water into wine. And yet they are still sticking this picture of him nailed to a piece of wood on the merch. They're still sticking on the merch. And as, as his agent, I go, wait, wait, what are we doing? We're shipping these rosaries out again with this guy nailed to a piece of wood? No, no, no. And so that's why Jesus needed an agent big time. Our first story about a genuine good person from KZBK. Just kidding. They're a piece of shit. And yeah. Let's just, let's all be proud of you for not starting a forest fire, right? Shout out to you. Fuck them. Ooh, you suck. They suck. They suck. And if you start a forest fire, I think you should be lit on fire in front of mass amounts of people. Right? Like, I think, I think you can start a fire up to about 20 trees. I'd say most people about 21 trees. That's how much your life is worth. Some people... Some people worth a little bit more. Some people worth a little bit less. Some of you, some of you, I love you. You're worth 27 trees. When you start killing that many trees with a stupid fire, you're donezo. And we need more public entertainment in Bozeman, right? The Romans knew what they were doing. We need more public entertainment. Everybody stand at the screens. There's no communal events. So we're going to watch arsonists burn in a live town square. And that's going to be what's going to unite the community. And we're going to say, we're not going to have this anymore. You know, speaking of, speaking of arsonists, here's another story. Extreme heat, horrible smoke, and thunderstorms in the forecast. No positivity all in this news story. And, and that's that's the issue in modern day news. It is not happy. It's not happy. It's all negative. It's all everything's going to hell. So, you know, let's hope there's also, you know, some babies who smiled in the extreme heat, horrible smoke, and thunderstorms. So, you know, dance through the pain, right? That's Nietzsche. You got to dance every day. Dance through the pain. So with these extreme heat, horrible smoke, and thunderstorms, you never, it's always three. You always get three. Have fun with it. You know, it's three terrible things. Go out and dance a little bit, right? I mean, you know, the world, it's burning. It's burning. There's extreme heat, horrible smoke, and thunderstorms. It'd be cool if they like the titles like extreme heat, horrible smoke, and lost puppy found. Right, like give them a little bit of good news. Give them a little bit of good news. But nah, the media never does that. And neither does KZBK. Well, we got we got a good media story here. This is what makes small town journalism just a little better. CNN, doom and gloom, doom and gloom, doom and gloom. Fox, doom and gloom, doom and gloom. Black people are the enemy. That's Fox News, doom and gloom. KZBK, we're going to talk about the ladies. And that's, that's what I like. It's cool. It's a cool little story. This is a little bit of like a sisterhood of traveling pants. They call themselves the Fine Crew. Three young women transform shared betrayal into friendship and adventure. So this is this is cool. This is very solid. This is like the next Ghostbusters movie, right? This is the backstory. How these women get together. It's very cool. So let's start out with Morgan says she never expected her childhood friend turned boyfriend was cheating until... She uncovered some questionable activity on social media, accounts featuring her boyfriend with another woman. Never good. Never good, fella. We're going to shame you. But you also did bring these three ladies together, and now they have a pretty pop on Instagram. The, the BAM bus is what they call it. The dot BAM dot bus. If you want to follow them, they're, they're, they're pretty cool ladies. You know, the little Missoula, little Missoula Montana, Montana women from Idaho, too, I think. She said, I was, I was devastated by it. And then I messaged her and she was like, I almost sent you the same message. We need to talk. 
See right there. That's my uh, that's my sassy girl town. So Morgan. Then Morgan, the other unsuspected lady, Malia. Malia, great name. Good for you, Malia. Followed his trail and covered a half dozen women, other women. Also involved with him. A half dozen. I mean, you know, it's dirty, but this man went for it. That's like almost like a half dozen of eggs, right? That's that's a decent measurement. A half dozen. Look at this man. This man made a lot of pancakes. He's made a lot of eggs. Also involved with that man. And what happened then became a moment made for a movie. Lo and behold, this is Morgan. I heard this rumbling outside. That's his car. And I still have Abby and Malia on a FaceTime call. I'm glad they're all friends. And I say, ladies, it's showtime. I'm going to do a better voice. Ladies, it's showtime. And finally, he's like, how was your day, Ben? Unsuspecting. And I'm like, my day is good. I've made some good new friends. And I'm reaching back and I grab my phone and I flip it to Abby and Malia on FaceTime. There we go. He's starting to lose his dozen eggs. He's starting to lose his dozen eggs. He's like that one packet of eggs you find that's already cracked in the grocery store. That's what happened to him. From there, three of the ladies caught in a web of lies decided to turn what might have been a negative experience into an inspirational story of friendship, connection, and adventure. I'm telling you, this is Sister of the Traveling Pants, part two. We all had this independent dream of living on the road or something adventurous. So they bought a bus, renovated it, and started planning to hit the road. So the, the, look at this. Abby, right here, I think it was important for us to put our energy in the sun. Productive instead of destructive. Exactly. Exactly. Buses take a lot of carbon emissions. So that's anything that's productive and not destructive. Shout out to the forest fires, extreme heat, and thunderstorms. Look at this. They have, they, they say... They are set up to rough it with a touch of class. Here's how you can tell. We do our laundry in creeks sometimes. That's that's definitely roughing it. For showers, there's a lot of jumping in lakes and rivers. That's definitely roughing it. I also have a Planet Fitness membership, so we shower there. That's definitely roughing it. I don't see any class. They have a couch named Pamela. Kind of classy, right? I mean, not all classy. Usually fake tits, but kind of classy. A hardwood floor on the bus, classy. Plants and other cozy comforts. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this, this was made by the woman who wrote Tristo the Traveling Pants. This is great. It's a female empowerment story right here. So basically, they just cruise around the BAM bus. Oh, here's there's one more line. The BAM bus is just cruises around in a bus, you know, Showering their, their clothes in creeks, wherever you could find a creek, you know, that doesn't have a man with meth. He probably doesn't have a dozen women. That's the thing. The man probably showering the creek does not have a dozen women. And if he does, shout to the man in the creek. We've all been the man in the creek. I'm the man in the creek. Dang, dang, dang. Shout out to Alice and Chance. They have nearly 60,000 Instagram followers, including celebrities like Reese Witherspoon. We cried when Reese followed us. Okay, makes sense. We literally all laid on the floor sobbing. Well, at least it was hardwood floors. So the message to their followers, the bus trip adventure is not about getting back at an ex-boyfriend. It's not about revenge, not the least. It's about making the most every moment of your life, uncovering what could be beautiful, looking forward, and only reflecting on the past with a smile. That's great. Good for them. Good for these ladies. Good for these ladies. Shout out to the ladies. Shout out to the ladies, people. 
Let's get up to the ladies one more time. Bathe in the creek. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you meet very strange people, very fun characters on this journey of life. But they're living in a bus. They're living in the BAM bus. The BAM seems very close to like a pornographic channel, the BAM bus. But the BAM bus is just actually just washing their clothes in the creek and making friends. And that's good. Uh, basically, our uh, I guess our theme today, things aren't always what they seem. Things aren't always what they seem. I, the first story I'm going to do is the overthrowing and the overthrow and kidnap plan of Governor of Michigan Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer. It's a very interesting case study, and to a few things. It's very a very. I found a lot of things interesting when this thing first came out. I was just absolutely. I was absolutely marveled at how you know people people are interesting creatures. It's always interesting, you know. How do you just go to a few drinks in a bar and go, "Hey, we should kidnap the governor"? Everybody's had those thoughts, right? Typical bar conversation. Hey, what do you do for work? Well, you know, I'm actually out of work, but what I'm doing with my time is I'm thinking about converting my double wide on my lawn with Confederate flag stickers into a holding cell for Gretchen Whitmer. That is actually, it was one of the weirdest things is watching this compound because the compound is like, the compound is strange. They have like this fenced off area on the top of the trailer and they had like these moving targets on tree stumps and they had all these Confederate flag stickers on a double wide trailer in the middle of the goddamn woods. It looked like hick shit. It looked completely like hick shit. And then you find out that the FBI was kind of behind it. Right, I mean, I love, I love the boys in blue, and those are the ultimate boys in blue. You know, I mean, it's really important to me personally that we know who the terrorists are. So, what better way to do it than meet them at a bar and provoke them into doing it by getting them all riled up, giving them explosives and the means to do it, and seeing what happens? I love, I love the United States government. This is an ad for the United States government. We could always use a sponsor, FBI. Looking at you, look, you guys got a lot of money to throw at ridiculous schemes to kidnap governors for what in the middle of COVID? I don't know when people really need the money. I don't know, but you guys are wasting your time over there trying to kidnap governors. Why? Yeah, but you know, person's got a hobby, right? So. For all the FBI agents who helped out with that double wide thing, and you just saw it, and you're just like, well, this looks like a good use of taxpayer money. Thank you for being the humble civil servant that you are. My favorite thing about it was that it was the whole plot was by an old ex FBI agent who used to be an Iraq war vet. So, shout out, you know, I mean, war makes your mind stronger. You go, okay, we got out of this pointless war. How do we kidnap governors? I, I get it, right? I mean, who's to say PTSD is a thing? I don't I don't know. But I guess the main point is the Iraq war vet became so deeply enmeshed in a Michigan militant group. The Iraq war vet is the guy who is basically responsible for this in the FBI, encouraging members to collaborate with other potential suspects and paying for their transportation and meetings. Now, look, if any Iraq war vet starts paying for your transportation to meetings on how to kidnap the governor, Usually, no, he's a snitch. He worked with the government. Come on. Come on. He prodded the alleged mastermind of the kidnapping plot to advance his plans, then baited the trap that led to his arrest. And everybody else is saying, hey, we were baiting snatched you. Not a great thing to say. Not really a good excuse. Say, hey, I know we were planning on kidnapping the governor, but we were baiting switched. 
But this also shows you that when they say, hey, you know, support the troops, support most of the troops. Some of them, like all people, are pieces of shit. Shout out to war crimes. Shout out to Green Berets. Speaking of some fine, of some fine, crazy, mentally deranged ex-soldiers, let's talk about homeless people. Let's talk about homeless people. My friend had a crazy story about a homeless person. I thought you guys should all know. So essentially, she's down, I believe she's down somewhere in Chula Vista. It's in San Diego. Not yet in Bozeman. She hasn't realized the Montana miracle. So she's over there, and she sees some homeless guy just getting attacked by cops. Pepper spray, whole nine yards. Right. And so like most like most people who saw any real video of what happened last summer, they're like, oh, yeah, cops are a piece of shit. And this guy, this guy goes a little far with it. He gets the camera and maybe not a little far because, you know, cops kind of did bash old people in. So maybe not, maybe not far enough. But he went, he went a little, he went a little bit in. And he starts to quit. He goes, oh, cops are pieces of shit. How could you do this? This is why you're not trusting the community. And then, and then like clockwork. The, co- the, the, other, the other cop, his buddy, looks at the lady and goes, is that the guy who flashed your kid his genitals? And she goes, yes. And it was just a moment where it's like. And then it's just basically, it's like, it's, it's a curb moment. I've, everything we she knew was wrong. And the cop's like, you want your fucking story? Then he goes like, then he goes like a Boston news person. You want your story? Here's your story. And she was just cracking up. I thought it was one of the most, the most hilarious things because things aren't always what they seem. Sometimes cops beat on homeless people. It's a good thing. Seldom, seldom the case. Once you start usually seeing pepper spray or a baton, Go and go onto a homeless person's face. Usually, want to start hitting record on your phone. Usually, a good chance. Most of the time, you're going to catch police brutality, a, a horrific crime bit by someone who had severe father issues and probably got beaten by themselves. But other times, you're going to catch yourself a curb moment. You're going to catch yourself a curb moment, and the cops are going to go, "You want your story?" So there you go. That that is it. And you know, speaking of this guy, it really got me thinking about the wealth inequity in this country. It really got me thinking because. If this guy was white, had a suit, and was the operator of a hedge fund, and he flashed his dick to a little kid, they'd go, sir, have you ever heard of this place called St. Little Saint Little James down the coast of Florida? I think it'd be perfect for you. They would get you a little timeshare there. But since he's homeless, he's sleeping on the streets, getting pepper sprayed, and that's the wealth and equity in this country. Okay? Let's discuss some of the people on the island let's discuss the epstein island because i think anybody on that list should probably be killed just a generally good rule of thumb i got if i have a few fun friends fun friends i want to talk about they're the first one is underrated some people know some people don't know stephen hawking stephen hawking yeah not not exactly a good person i know him wheeling around in that voice box made you think so not exactly a good person not a great person not a great person. I know you guys saw the Theory of Everything movie. That was actually about his theory of how he's going to get away with everything after he was on the island. I, I never watched him. I mean, why would I watch that movie? Do I need to cry? Do I need to cry? I mean, he also went to strip clubs and he lived he lived a life and everybody remembers him. So really, do I need to cry for him? He was also on an island maybe having sex with kids or whatever that entails. They probably like rubbed up on it against him and, you know, Bill Clinton patted his head. I really feel like he's a mood killer too. Like that's the thing. You look, you're at the island. You're finally there. Little St. James. 
you look, you know, you see, you see the head man in charge, you see the head of honcho, you see Mr. Epstein. He's a, he's a famous consultant for people's money in New York. You didn't know that? How cool. How cool. You know, you might ask him for some money advice next. So, but then you see Bill, Bill Clinton. He's, you know, okay, well, Hey, this guy was really good with NAFTA. And so, you know, that's great, right? I, everybody lost their jobs, but NAFTA seems interesting. This guy seems like a, you know, a class act. And he goes, oh, come on over here, you know, with his little Arkansas voice. He's got that good cadence of the Arkansas voice. And he, you know, he starts talking to some 17, 18-year-old. He doesn't care how old she is. He's willing to bomb a country for her. He's ready to go. And so you're, you're ready to go, too. You're like, you know what, while we're here, while we have this eyes wide shut thing with Malik, the owl god, right? You know, while we're all here, let's do it, right? You know, once in Paris, and then you're about to do it. And then Stephen Hawk, Stephen Hawking, you know, he chirps and he goes, we are one in one million possibilities. This universe is infantile and we are very small. We are insignificant and life does not matter. And it's like, of course you think that, like life sucks for you. But I'm about to go over here and hang out with Bill Clinton and have an Eiffel Tower. And it just, he's a mood killer. Don't bring him on the island. He's a mood killer. Another mood killer, Bill Gates. It's like, Bill, we get it. You're on the giving pledge. We get it. You're going to give all your money away. Let's actually hear about the real fence. I don't hear about Microsoft processors. I want to hear about you trying to shoot clouds of dust into space. Let's talk about the dust cloud, man. I don't want to hear about Microsoft processors anymore. I don't want to hear about how Word changed everything. Let's hear about the real things. Okay, Bill, I don't want to hear about your purple sweater vest and how you're giving your money all the way to charity. Let's hear about you planning on sending rockets to space to shoot clouds of dust to maybe save humanity. It's kind of a gamble. I like how he's like, I'm the only one who could do it. I'm on the giving pledge. So I just feel like he's a mood killer too. There's a lot of mood killers on the side. Now, who's not a mood killer? Who is not a mood killer at all? Is Eva Dubin and Glenn Dubin. They look like German models. They were a husband and wife who went on the island. They're also on the giving pledge. So now you know. A little strange. If you're going to say, I'm going to give away all my billions... It might mean you're a pedophile. How sad is that in this society? That if you do the giving pledge, it's like, well, I'm giving away all my money. Please don't look at my past. So Eva and Glenn Dubin, right? They're this European Nordic couple. They look like uh, they look like Dolph Lundgren. And, so now I, they look very Swedish. Dolph Lundgren and his model wife. And every time I hear Swedes, I think of Mac from It's Always Sunny. I am a Swedish plumber. He ain't no Swedish plumber, though. He's a Swedish oligarch fucking kids with a giving pledge. So, you know, I think it's just, that's got me thinking like, what a weird couple's trip. What a weird couple's trip. First of all, I hear it's a nice island. So good topography, terrible company, terrible company, too many bills, too many bills. I mean, what you got Bill Gates, Bill Clinton, and then what, who's, who's the fun guy, Stephen Hawking. That's, that's, that's who you hang out with on this island. It's, it's too much. It's not a couple's trip. They should have gone. They should have done what most couples do and taken a cruise. And cruises are a lot of uh, shitty vacations. They're not as shitty a vacation, right? So next time, Dolph Lundgren lookalike and Eva, his wife, who is on the list. Everybody, go look at the list, by the way. Look at Newsweek, every celebrity named in Jeffrey Epstein's files and wonder why are they not being killed right now? It's very interesting. But, you know, whatever. I mean, 
society is run by sociopaths and pedophiles. It's fine, I guess. So yeah, uh, you know, if you get to go, if you get to couples trip, Eva and Dolph, please, you know, go a little elsewhere. Have better company. Go, I don't know, go hang out with the penguins before they die in Alaska. Come on, don't, don't hang out with these losers. I'm not a Swedish plumber. I'm not a Swedish billionaire. I'm just a regular American who's just working a job. So I put in my two weeks, and it got me thinking about like two weeks. I think there should be in more. Two weeks should be in more things than just a business relationship. Like ending a relationship. There should be a two weeks, right? Like that like weird thing when you have that like really, really, really bad, 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 bad breakup fight. And then you guys do that like two weeks thing where you just hang around each other. It's like, well, you, you should just put in your two weeks now, you know? And then like the, the good thing I put in the two weeks in is when someone calls and they're like, hey, how was this person? You, they kind of to give you them nice answers, right? They can only answer a few, a few answers. Like that's what my boss told me. He's like, hey, if other companies call me, they can only ask me a few questions. Like one of the questions is like, was he late a lot? And I feel like that would be a question that like you need to put two weeks in so they, they like you, right? You end on good terms. Because like if some lady, lady calls your ex-lady and she's like, was he late a lot? And she's like, no. He was actually on. No, not at all. He actually came early. All the time glad i put my two weeks in glad i put my two weeks in uh tired of kids tired of kids a lot of them are really annoying a lot of them are really annoying and you know i had a few of them like cry they're like we're gonna miss you mr grant's like i'm gonna miss you too honestly so best of luck to these kids but i can't see a lot of kids anymore it's just it's, i've seen too many kids and i've seen too many nude kids for sure parents always just decide to just change their kids right in front of us no respect for the service workers. COVID's tell you anything. No one gives a shit about service workers. And this is just further proof for that. They just change their nude kids right in front of us. And it's just, it, it, it's very, very disrespectful. I, I don't need to see any, any nude kids. You know, that's how you could tell. I'm not on the giving pledge. That's how you could tell. And, you know, I mean, it's, it got so bad that I was like trying to, I was lifeguarding the boys and girls club. And there's this little kid called Tycho. And, he, he, he gets bullied by this other kid who calls him Tyco Tuesday. I don't usually support bullying, but that's hilarious. Tyco Tuesday. It's not really bullying. That's, that's more good-natured fun. And he, he goes, Mr. Grant, they're bullying me. But when he does this, he's completely nude. So he's just – and it's like, well, could you put some clothes on before you complain to me? Like, please, I, I, I don't need to see you. So that's little Tyco, you know, and then my boss, you know, not the biggest fan of me right now. So it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing I'm out. I, I don't need to see no new kids. I, I, I don't need to see no new kids, no nude kids. Just no kids in general till they're my kids. If I do have kids. Shout out. Let's see how let's see how these extreme thunderstorms, extreme heat, and dire temperatures affect us. Or whatever that terribly depressing news article I read earlier. But anyway, yeah, that's 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 essentially where I'm at right now, you know. So Fun little time. I'm going to leave you with a little music suggestion, a little music session. I think I already gave you guys, I already gave you my advice. My advice is basically go wash your clothes in the creek and go get cheated on with by a guy with half a dozen other women. And you take, you take a half dozen of that half dozen, a half of that half dozen, and you buy a bus and you wash your clothes in the creek and you live, you live, you laugh, you love. And that's beautiful. So that the album, album of the week, album of the week, Curtis Mayfield, there's no place like America today. Oh, 
you want to hear a great album, go listen to this one. You got first, it opens up with Billy Jack about a junkie, about a junkie who got shot. And, oh, Curtis, the way Curtis describes it, just, uh, just, just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. He really paints a scene. Next, you know, I mean, it's a great bass line, too. You got to really listen to that. I could play that song bass. It's a very fun bass line. You, sh- you guys should all go listen to that. Billy Jack, and you got Hard Times. Go listen to Hard Times when you're having hard times. Go listen to Hard Times when you're having hard times. It's a very, it speaks it speaks to me, and it's just like, oh, you'll make it. You'll make it through these hard times, people. You'll make it through your hard times. Go listen to Curtis. He had lights drop on him from a, a concert. He'll make it through hard times. You'll make it through hard times. Next, you got So In Love. You want to be infatuated with the world? Go listen to So In Love. So In Love. It's such a beautiful song. Just Curtis Mayfield shows why you should be in love with the world, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. And finally, you have, I don't usually like religious songs, but he's got a song called Jesus. It's about the big J, man. It's about the big G. The big J, baby. The G. The man with multiple personalities himself. Three people in one. Mr. Jesus Christ. My whole bit Mr. Jesus Christ is he really hates the tax collector. Here's how you know. It's because he's still collecting his goddamn workman's comp with two holes in his hands. First one was easy to get. Second one's a little tougher. They're like, Jesus, didn't we, didn't we just have this conversation about this one in your hand? He's like, yeah, this just happened. That's why he's not a big fan of tax collector. But the, the chorus is, the chorus is, he never had a hustling mind, wasting time, drinking that, drinking that wine. And it's just a beautiful song. Good for Jesus. He's, you know, he's a little hustler. He's drinking some wine. He's hanging out with some men, washing some feet under an overpass. That's Jesus for you. So shout shout out to the big J man, right? Multiple personalities. We love all of them. We love all of them. My last time I'm going to end you with. We're going to do a review. I went to Denny's recently. I usually hate Denny's. I hate Denny's because one time I hung out with a lady and she told me that her, it was it was a very, it was, it was just a terrible time at Denny's. She essentially said that her father left at Denny's. And I was like, okay, well, this, this, this ruined the meal. Let's not talk about your dad at Denny's. Okay, I guess we're going to talk about your dad at Denny's. I don't want to talk about your dad at Denny's. So here's one of the reviews. Simple food, good prices. Don't go at night. What the fuck happens at Denny's at night? The werewolves come out? Why wouldn't you go to Denny's at night? That's Denny's is made for people who are hungover at 4 in the morning. Denny's is made when you are buzzed out driving and you're like, I cannot get pulled over. Let's go to Denny's. That's how they were founded. You don't know? So shout out to Denny's. Let's let's look at some more of the reviews. Let's let's take a gander. Here's from Dagos Hayden. Two reviews, one star. Decided to use one of those beautiful two reviews on Denny's of all places. Nothing like reviewing chain. Very, very, very disappointed that my four-year-old doesn't feel safe inside Denny's because of plates and cups being thrown at customers and profanity being used like it's professional. Very upset. No periods here, so this is a professional. professional. Very upset and embarrassed. The manager was very rude, accused me of calling her names. No comma, hung up on me, and threatened if I make a complaint, I will be sorry. I like managers that threaten like mob bosses personally. This this would make me want to go to Denny's. Let's see. 
I thought my daughter would be scared of a family restaurant. You thought your daughter would be scared of a family restaurant defiantly contacting Better Bureau man, Better Business Bureau because they have charges for the meal and defamated my character. And I am a man of the Lord in a Christian-based family. And the lady told me her mom was dying and she's going through a lot, bringing problems from home into the work environment. Yeah, how can you bring your problems from home into the work environment? You're getting paid twelve seventy-five. Yeah, you 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 keep your dead mother. To yourself. What an asshole, Degas, you Christian asshole. Let's see. I am a man of the Lord in a Christian-based family. And the lady told me her mom was dying. She's going through a lot. Bring problems from work home into the work environment. You can't do that, right? Just just, just keep it silent. That always works well for people. This is going to run on sentence, by the way, Degas. Hate it. I hate you. Most of all, because you're a Christian person. You can't upset her for venting. She needed you. And you turned. You, you turned. Jesus would not be happy. Curtis Mayfield would be shaking his head. As a manager, not professional. This is, by the way, the first period. This has been a run-on sentence since the get-go. This is only two sentences. As a manager, not professional, I will say a prayer for the lady. Well, that's good. Her mother as well, but I clearly feel like they were mugged, like we were mugged and basically forced to leave by the acts of violence that took place. Bless them, Lord, as they need it, and someone needs to sharpen their professionalism for the work environment. Dago's hated, saying Denny's ain't, Denny's ain't the eyes of the Lord. Laura Palmer, instead of very simple, I got terribly sick after eating. Let's see. That's that's essentially it. Uh, other than that, someone's complaining that the small soda was three eighty nine. My friend got charged about three fifty for a soda. Don't go this Denny's. Denny's 1065 Camino del Rio. Sodas cost you more than an arm and a leg. And the high fructose corn syrup is going to take that eventually with a coronary. But you don't need to pay for it now. Pay for it later, right? Be quick-minded. Quick-minded. Short-term rewards. So I guess I guess the last thoughts I'm going to leave you with is be quick-minded. Short-term rewards. Things will work out. Think about Jesus. And if your mother is dying, you could bring up at Denny's. If you really, if you need to vent, if you need to vent, lady at Denny's, I wish you the best of luck for your mom. If I see you and, and we eventually see each other again, you know, we'll talk about it. You can vent to me. You can vent my ear. Tell me about your mother. I, I'd love to hear it. And so I, I guess listen. Listen to people. That's that's the final thing. We all can listen a little bit more. So listen to your friends. Listen to your family. And keep listening to Bozeman for Bozeman.